This is the City Place Church Podcast. Here at City Place, we build dreams, ignite faith, and establish leaders that win the lost for God's kingdom. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you are empowered by the message. All right, City Place Church, if you're ready, let's go ahead and open up our Bibles. Let's jump into the Word of God. I'm so excited about what God is doing here at City Place Church. Somebody say lean in. Somebody say lean in. So many things happening in the life of City Place Church. I want to make sure that you lean into city groups. They are kicking off during the month of February. So many to choose from. Make sure that you don't do life by yourself. We're going to jump into God's word. Uh, our, our church, we just came out of 21 days of prayer and fasting. And there's something that's just been stirring up on the inside of me that has me excited about what God is up to. And so I'm going to download some things to us this morning that uh, you're going to want to take some notes today. It might feel like you're coming out of a fire hydrant, you know, drinking water out of a fire hydrant. But it's going to be good. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, verse 38, and then shout out to every single person that watches every single week, no matter where you're watching from. It's an honor to spend time with you. And uh, we just, again, we invite you to take the three-week challenge. Um, Lean in. Make yourself at home. Let us know that you're watching. Uh, It would be an honor for us to just say hello and to get to know you. And uh, we don't take it for granted, no matter where you're watching from. It's an honor to be able to spend time with you today. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Acts chapter 2, verse 38 says this, then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of the of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized and that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they, continually, they, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together. Somebody say together. Somebody say together. Were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as any one had need. So continually daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all of the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Now go over to Philippians chapter one. Philippians chapter one, verse three says this. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. This morning, I want to speak from this topic together. Somebody say together. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for this opportunity to gather in your great name. I pray that no matter where we're watching from, Holy Spirit, that you minister to us, but that our heart is anticipating what you're going to say and what you're going to do in this year. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You know, 
Coming into this year, this year is filled with potential. As a church, we set aside 21 days of prayer and fasting, and I don't know about you, I am so excited and filled with expectation and hope and faith of what God is going to say. But as I was thinking about our next steps as a church, and as I was thinking about how we're going to move and how we're going to uh, uh, flow throughout the year, I couldn't help but think about the fact that we don't want to lose anything that God started. We don't want to lose anything that Jesus began in us, started in us, moved in us. We want to keep it going. And in Philippians chapter one, verse three, it says this. Paul says this, and I'm going to go back to the book of Acts. He says this, that he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it in you. He that started will finish it. He that started it will finish it until Jesus comes back. So every day of your life, God is committed to seeing you walk in the fullness of all he created you and designed you to be. So he started it. And he's going to finish it. And coming out of 21 days of prayer and fasting, I felt like the Lord was stirring in my heart to not let us as a church put anything in cruise control but to lean in together. Now let's go back over to Acts. Acts chapter 2, to give you context, there was 120 people in a room who were praying and seeking God because Jesus had promised in Acts chapter 1 the gift of the Holy Spirit. And he said, wait here because not too many days from now, the Holy Spirit is going to do you with power. You're going to be my witnesses, not just where you are, but literally to the ends of the world. And so they go up in a room and they start praying. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit falls. People begin to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance, the Bible says. And then it says that Peter stands up in the midst of a crowd. You got to read Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2 together. He stands up in the midst of a crowd and he begins to preach Jesus. Why? Because there were people outside who heard the commotion, could feel the rumble of the house, and thought that they were drunk early in the morning. And Peter comes down and he says, no, 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 no. Everybody, listen, this is not what you think it is. This is the result of what was promised when Joel spoke it, that in the last days, God would pour out his spirit. People would dream dreams, see visions. And it was for everybody to experience the presence of the Holy Spirit. And he starts telling them about their action in the death of Jesus. He says, it was you who killed Jesus. It was you who, who said these things about him. And then he says this, he says, but I just want you to know that the death of Jesus was for you too and for your children. And by the time he is done, the Bible says, and this is where we pick up in verse 38, in verse 36 and 38. He says, repent of all of your sins right now and receive him as your savior. And the Bible says that they respond with gladness to the word that they had heard, the conviction of their heart. They give their heart to Jesus and immediately they're baptized, filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says, and the church grew by 3,000 in that day. 120 people in a room could have kept the power of God to themselves. But when they come out and they see the people are curious about what's taking place in that room, they go, oh, no. He's available to you, too. 
And here's something that I found that I wanted to just challenge us as a church as we go through this year. And then I want to give you the focus of 2023 for City Place Church. Because this year, we're believing that God's going to move throughout our year and that if he starts something, he's going to finish it. Jesus, I realized that Jesus makes a promise to his disciples. They stand in a room and the promise is fulfilled. They get the gift of the Holy Spirit. People are curious about what's going on. And they, they say, Jesus is available to you. They respond. They get baptized. And look at what happens next. The Bible says that they lean in further. Somebody say lean in. They lean in further together into what's being taught by the apostles. So they don't just get saved. They don't just get baptized. They don't just walk in, the, you know, receive the Holy Spirit. They say, this is something that I want to lean in further. Like whatever God started to go back to Philippians one, whatever God started, I want to see what this thing looks like if I live completely and continue to grow in my relationship with Jesus. So they lean in, the Bible says, and they lean into what's being taught by the apostles and they start spending time together. The Bible says breaking bread and in prayer. So they listen to the teachings. They're studying God's word. They're commuting together, remembering the sacrifice of Jesus and praying together. And then it says, and they stood in awe and fear of the many signs and wonders that were taking place. So not only are they receiving Jesus, baptized, Holy Spirit, communing together, breaking bread, continuing to pray. They're now experiencing the power of God taking shape in front of them. But they don't stop there. The Bible says that they continue to gather together in moving house to house together, praying, seeking God, praising God. And the Bible says that the church continued to grow. There's something about doing this relationship with Jesus together. There's something about grabbing hold of Jesus for yourself, Jesus moving in your life in a way that others can see, and you not just keeping him to yourself, but saying the same Jesus that did it for me can do it for you. And then saying, let's do this life of walking in Christ together. This is the challenge for us this year, City Place. And I want to challenge us coming out of 21 days of prayer and fasting is that we're going to do this year together. We're going to move and walk and cheer each other on and pray together, worship together, impact our community together, partner together through generosity, evangelize together, grow in our relationship with God together. Why? Because something happens when you encounter Jesus and he overflows in your life to where you're bold enough to say, my Jesus is also your Jesus. And we see the movement of Jesus continue. I'm thinking about all of these people and they're saying, let's lean in. Let's see what God's going to do. Somebody say lean in. But let's lean in together. Like, I want to challenge you. 
Maybe you're walking, uh, watching this for the very first time, hanging out for the very first time. We want to do life with you. You might be out of state, out of the country, wherever it may be. God is positioning you in a community of people to cheer you on. We all want to become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. There is no one perfect here. What God started, he will finish until Jesus returns. But what would happen if we do this together? Here's a couple of things that I realized when I was reading Acts chapter 2 that I just want to go through really fast. And then there's a challenge that I want to give you. Here it is. Number one, lean in to make prayer a priority. The Bible says, that they gathered together right away, listening to teachings and to pray. Make prayer a priority. Psalms chapter five, verse three says this, in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you. I wake up out of bed and I'm talking to you. You can wake up one of two ways. You can wake up saying, thank you, Lord, for this day. I'm excited about the morning. You could say, good morning, Lord. Or you could say, oh, Lord, it's morning. You could say, good morning, Lord. Or you could say, oh, Lord, it's morning. What if we wake up and go, Father, I just thank you for this great day. I give you this day. Be with me. Prayer has to be made a priority. On our website, there is a prayer journal. You go to cityplacechurch.com. There is a prayer journal. You just click on uh, the ministries tab. There's a prayer tab. And we've got a prayer journal that helps you build the continual enjoyment of prayer. They made prayer a priority. The Bible says that together they prayed. That's what we're going to do together. Number two, you got to lean into faith. You got to lean into faith. Like not, not just the, 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 the cliche of faith. Like, yeah, I'm a person of faith. No, no, no. You got to lean into faith. Why? Because Hebrews chapter 11 says this in verse one. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders of old days obtain a good report and a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the world were framed by the word of God. In fact, you go on and it says without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he really is himself. You and I in this year have to lean in to the faith that causes us to see what our natural eyes can't see, but what God has said. To cause us to believe that God truly is the one who controls all things, that can lift burdens and remove situations and heal bodies and uh, uncover our purpose and make it clear. Help us make decisions, the fullness of who he is. We have to lean into the faith that sees the impossible thing become tangible. You know, it requires faith to trust God. It requires faith to believe that he died for you. It requires faith to believe that he rose again. It requires faith to believe that his spirit has sealed you. It requires faith. It requires faith. It requires faith. It requires faith. Number three, lean into making the house of God a priority. Lean into making the house of God a priority. Everybody here, lean in. Everybody watching online, lean into making the house of God a priority. The Bible says that they continued steadfast and was being taught. They, they made it a priority to gather together to see what God's saying. I want to encourage you, make, make being a part of the house of God a priority. You know, I was reading a study 
from a group, uh, George Barna, and he said this by the year. Now, this might seem like it's far away, but I'm sure the, the people who were praying years and years ago, this was never Jesus' design. You know, it said that by uh, 2070, that of all of the believers here in, in our country, only 40% of all believers will feel like it's valuable for them to gather together in the house of God. 40% of believers, they have seen a drastic decline from decades and decades ago because now we don't place an emphasis on you and I seeing each other face to face. You know, something happens when you're encouraged and I'm encouraged with, by each other's joy and testimony. God never designed for you and I to do life alone. Let me read you a scripture. It says this in Psalms chapter uh, 92, verse 13. It says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. All of us need a tribe to belong to. We all need to, to be a part of a, of a kingdom tribe. We all need to be a part of the house of God. Here's why. You need to be known, loved, and challenged. We all need to be known, loved, and challenged. You need to be known, loved, and challenged with Damon. Hey, listen, I like being online or Damon. I like being behind the backgrounds. Yes, I get it. But you need to have your, known, your name known, your family known, your story known. You need to know that you're loved by God. You need to know that you're loved by the people of God. You need to know that. And then you and I also need to be challenged. Ouch. I don't like people telling me something all the time, but here's what I realize about being challenged. Challenge is not a negative thing. Sometimes the presentation can be like, oh. But here's what I realize about being challenged. Being challenged means that you are trying to move me or God is trying to move me from someplace that's comfortable to moving with aggressiveness to the purpose and passion of God again. Maybe there's a sin area that you or I might be comfortable with. Man, when you challenge me or I challenge you, it, it causes us to move from what's comfortable to the purpose of God. Or maybe you're being challenged to spend more time with God, to worship, you know, uh, with more passion or to be more generous. Yeah, that moves us from our place of comfort to the purpose of God. So you and I need to be known, loved and challenged. That's the reason why I challenge every single person. You need to be a part of the house of God. And then watch this now. You need a spiritual covering from a pastor. We all need a pastor. A pastor is in our life to help shepherd us and nudge us and protect us as we're walking out the purpose of God. We all need to have a pastor. No, we don't. Oh, no. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You need to have a person that you could call when you have a situation that you don't have an answer. Sorry, sometimes. And I know you're watching me here online. Sometimes watching online. There's so many voices out here. Some of them distract. Some of them distract. So you need to have a pastor in your life that's covering you to say, that's not of God. That's out of line. That's not biblical. Hey, I want to call you higher. You need a pastor because all of us needs to be known, loved and challenged. I was reading in Ephesians chapter four where Paul was just kind of saying, he was saying, listen, God's given apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers for the edification of the saints for the work of the ministry, for equipping them till we all come to the unity 
in the body of Christ. And then he says this, and the reason why you need those leaders and, and, and that covering in your life to challenge you is so that you're not like a child tossed to and fro with every type of doctrine. He says, you need some people in your life to make sure that you and I don't trip. There's so many things in our culture today that's trying to dumb down the authenticity of the word of God. There's so many one time believers who have stepped away because they've listened to natural reason and they were by themselves or they weren't in God's word. And now. Self-led thought. Has eroded away the foundation of their watch now faith in God. This is the reason why you need to make the house of God a priority, which allows me these last remaining thoughts before I just give you four things that I believe could be a result for your life in this year. Lean into a real Christ-centered community in the place where God plants you. You know, I talked about everybody needs a tribe. Once you find the house of God where God has called you, lean in to real Christ-centered community. You need to be around Christ-centered believers to be able to see them, to be able to high-five them, to be able to encourage them, to be able to call them. You and I need that. You and I, here, here's what Paul says in Hebrews chapter 10. He says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us, not and let us consider one another, watch this now, in order to stir up love and good works. Paul says, hey, listen, let's consider each other. That when we get together, I set a fire in you for the purpose and plans of God. That's good things, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. As so much the more as we see the day, the return of Jesus approaching. Paul says, listen, make being in a community, a community with the people of God priority. Make that important to your life. Make that important to where we're moving and to, to what God is saying. Make that a priority in your life. That's the reason why I challenge all of us to be a part of a city group. We have city groups for every single person online and in person. Don't take it for granted. This is the year where God wants you to be in community with people. He wants you to lean in. Together. Come on, somebody say lean in together. And then look at this one. Lean into the forward movement of Jesus's church together. The Bible says this in Matthew chapter 16. Jesus said, Peter, upon you, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against you. You are a part of the church of Jesus Christ. I am a part of the church of Jesus Christ. And you and I are the one entity that Jesus said hell will not prevail against. You know, gates are designed to keep people out. They, they, they're not advancing, which then lets me read this and says, when the church of Jesus, the movement of Jesus is moving forward, hell can't stop it. But watch, it's when we do it together. We have to do it 
together. I don't know if you've ever seen those shows on National Geographic, but uh, where it's like the, 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 the antelope is, is, is alone in the woods, right? And then next thing you know, it's like uh, the, the antelope is like moving, and then you see the lion, ah! because they, the animal's by themselves. But when you're in a tribe, when you're in a tribe that's for you, the movement of Jesus progresses. So I want to challenge us to remove the distractions, engage in what God's doing and God's speaking to you through community together. Here's four things, four things, write these things down that I believe will be a result in your life. If God starts it, he's going to finish it. I want to declare that this is going to be the year that God finishes what he started. Boom, write that down. This is going to be the year that God finishes what he started. Write these four things down. This is, this is when we know this is when we know that we are leaning in, that we are not going to slow down our rate of intensity. God, I'm going to lean in to my community. I'm going to lean into uh, the house of God. I'm going to lean into prayer. I'm going to lean in no matter what. I'm leaning into the movement of Christ. Here's some results. Here's some results that we can all see this year. You ready? Write this down. Write this down. Number one. We will see if we're leaning in, we will see and know God intimately. That's my prayer for you, is that you will know God intimately. You will know him right here. Remember, early on during 21 days of prayer and, uh, and fasting, the Lord really impromptu upon my heart that he was gonna download to us his presence, his promise, his prophetic voice, and his power. What would happen if we got to know him intimately. Listen to this verse. Matthew chapter 7 verse 21 says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Okay. I don't want that to happen to me. I don't want that to happen to you. Push in to the relationship with the father, his son, Jesus, like never before. We don't want to be the group of people where Jesus is like, tell me your name again. No, it actually says, draw near to God he draws near to you. Jeremiah says, search with me, search for me with your whole heart and you'll find me. Jesus actually said, if you knock, the door will be open. Ask and you shall receive. Like how close can you and I really get? So a win for us this year, City Place Church, a win for you this year is when we leave this year and when we leave every day, when we leave every week, when we leave every month, we say, I know God intimately and we don't Push on the brakes. 120 in a room. Spills over into overflow the power of God. Thousands outside go, we want to know him. Saved, baptized, filled with the spirit. Gathered together in community right away. Experiencing miracles, signs, wonders. They don't stop there. They start opening up their houses to strangers. This is thousands of people. And they go, you want to come? You want to come? You want to come? This movement has to continue. You can eat at my house. This is the amazing thing. It says that they all made sure that no one was lacking anything. They determined that the movement was going to continue. They said, we're going to know God intimately. But here's the next thing that I realized. This would be a great win. And my prayer for you is that you and I 
would experience real freedom over issues that would hold you back from God's best. I pray this year that you would experience real freedom from any issue that would hold you back from God's very best for you. They gathered together in community, in the house of God, through praying as, as, as priority, moving the, the, the movement of Jesus forward. They were focused on real Christ-centered community and they made sure every single person that had a need, their need was fulfilled. There was miracles, signs, and wonders. My prayer for all of you in this year is that you walk in the real freedom that God has for you in no matter what area it is where you need freedom. Health, finances, relationships, passion for God's word. I don't know what it is, but Jesus said this, when the sun sets free, it's free indeed. Like, that's it. When Jesus gives freedom, I want to see it. Here's the third thing I'm praying for you, and this is the results. Like, let's go. This is the year where God finishes what he started. I pray that you can see God's perfect plan for your life. Woo! I pray that you can see God's perfect plan for your life. Can you imagine hearing Peter back to Acts say, you're the one that hung Jesus on a cross. But I just want you to know that the purpose of Jesus will be revealed to you. Turn from sin, accept him as your savior, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and watch what he does. My prayer, our church's prayer for you and us as a group of people, the church of Jesus Christ, is that the movement of God pushes forward and you discover the real perfect plan that God has for you. I was thinking about all these questions. I was thinking about it like this. I pray that you're able to answer this question this year. What was I created for? I pray that this year you'll be able to answer what does God have for me and want from me? I pray that you discover your purpose. I pray that you discover your purpose. I've heard it said that the two important dates of your life are the day you were born and then the day you discover why. The day I'm born and the day I discover why God put me here. I pray that you discover God's perfect plan for your life. And I know that there's so many of you that are doing, you're walking out of career, you're living your everyday life, but you, you feel like your career is your purpose. No, what I do may be tied to my purpose, but my purpose is what God has, has put in me that I wake up thinking about. I pray that you discover that. I do. I do. I do. You know, when you read about Jesus, Jesus said, I came to seek and save those who were lost. Like Jesus would, would constantly utter, I came to talk about the kingdom of heaven. I came. Yeah, I came not for the, the, the well people. I came for the, those who were sick. Like Jesus would always kind of say, hey, I, I want you to know why I came. I, I, I came so that you can have life and have it more abundantly. John 10, 10, like that's, he's clear about why he came. Why he came. In fact, Jeremiah chapter one, God speaks to a, 
to, 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 to Jeremiah, and this is what he says. Behold, before I formed you in your mama's womb, I knew who you were. Before you were born, I sanctified you. It means to set you apart. I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. He told Jeremiah what he was created for. God will declare to you your purpose. He doesn't want to keep any of that to himself. He wants to tell you your purpose. But here's the thing. You and I have to know him intimately. And once we lean in, we find that we'll experience freedom in some of those things that would hold us back from our purpose. And then we'll discover his perfect plan for our life, which then leads me to the last one. Our prayer as a church for you this year is that we know we're winning. That you find your place in a Christ-centered community in God's house where you can make a difference and experience real life. Our prayer is that in a Christ-centered community, in the house of God, you can make a difference and experience real life. I get so much joy seeing you thrive. I, see so, I get so much joy seeing you become who God created you to be. I get so much joy hearing your stories of victory. I get joy in doing life with you and walking alongside you. It's not joyful for me when you go through tough times, but it's an honor in those moments when I can stand with you and our church can come around you and encourage you. Man, we want you to be able to experience the joy of being in a community and knowing that you can make a difference. And I can tell you right now, you can make a difference even when you don't have it all together. The people that we read about in Acts chapter two, they didn't have it all together. One day they cursing against the light that is Jesus and the next they're walking in the light. They just chose that they were gonna lean in together with no gaps. They accepted Jesus, baptized, filled with the Spirit of God, and jumped into the, the, the local body of Christ and community and decided they were going to make a difference because they didn't want anybody to experience lack at all. And when you read it, and the church of Jesus Christ moved forward faster, you and I, I am preaching to you this morning as a result of 120. I'm preaching to you today because 12 said that they would follow Jesus. I'm preaching to you today because three chose to follow Jesus when he was walking on the seashore and said, follow me. I am standing here talking to you today because the 120 spilled out to 3,000 and then 3,000 became thousands daily. I am standing in front of you today because the movement of Jesus has to continue to move. And I want to make a difference. So I want to encourage you to, to make a difference this year in the lives of others. And I wonder what would happen if we do it together. See, so Place Church, this is gonna be the year that God finishes what he starts. That's our year. This is the year that God finishes what he starts, which means we met Jesus in January and we're gonna be passionate about Jesus all year long.
we give Jesus our life, we're going to be passionate about Jesus all year long. We might have been a little bit on the cruise control side. We're putting it back in high gear and we're going to be passionate about Jesus all year long. God started some things in your life and maybe he's starting it for you today. He is going to see that it's completed in your life. He who started and he will be the one that finishes it. It all starts with our relationship with God. Will you bow your heads right where you are? I said, man, this would be a great year if we knew God intimately. I share with you Philippians chapter one, he who started will be faithful to complete it. I share with you Acts chapter two, man, when they started their relationship with God, they were like, we ain't going nowhere. We are staying in this thing. We wanna see how this thing ends. They were committed. But Peter looked at him and said, hey, you've been missing the mark. You're away from God. Jesus gave his life so that you can have a relationship with him. And man, if I could echo the same thing as Peter did, I want to tell you that for many of you, some of you know who God is, but you just decided that you would choose a different path and you've been walking on your own. You've been out of community. You've been out of your relationship with God. And I want to invite you back into your relationship. Some of you have been hesitant, and this is your first time where you're gonna say yes to a relationship with the Father. And like Peter, I just wanna say Jesus died for you, he rose again, and through the confession of your faith, he will come and live on the inside of you. And my prayer is that the result that happened on that day happens now. Many said yes, because they heard the gospel message and they responded. And so your heads bowed, your eyes closed. I just want to invite you to pray this simple prayer with me. It's a prayer that's going to require your faith. I talked about that earlier. That Jesus died for you. and Through him, you have eternal life. Your heads bowed, your eyes closed. I just want you to say this prayer with me. Say, dear Jesus, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for dying on the cross for me. I thank you for raising from the dead. And on this day, I choose you freely as my personal Lord and Savior. Change my life completely. I want to know you intimately. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, City Place Church. Can you make some noise for Jesus right where you are? Come on. Boom. Can you make some noise for Jesus right where you are? Come on, everybody. Make some noise for Jesus right where you are. Well done. Well done. This is by far the greatest decision you will ever make in choosing to follow Jesus. Now I want to give you a clear next step. Are you ready? We want to encourage you to keep the gas pedal down and let us know the decision that you make. We want to invite you to fill out a connection card and let us know, one, the decision you made, but we want to also extend an invitation for you to be a part of a real Christ-centered community where you can do life, you can experience freedom, you can know God intimately, and man, you can grow in purpose. And so fill out the connection card, and then our team is putting up information about city groups, also on the City Place website. There's all for you. And then the final charge that I have for you 
is I want to encourage you to join us on March the 19th. We have baptism at City Place Church. We would love to celebrate that moment with you. All right, so you got some steps. Complete those steps. Please don't drift into the background. No. Come on. Let's lean in together. Because this is the year that God's going to finish what he started in your life. Amen. All right, City Place Church, we're going to worship the Lord with our giving now. Well done to every single person that made that decision for Christ. God has called our church to live, to give, and we worship him through our kingdom finances. I just want to say thank you to every single person that has been partnering with City Place to make an impact into the kingdom of God. You know, I love the verse where Paul says that God gives you an eye, seed to sow, and bread to eat. God literally gives us uh, resources in our life to be able to bless someone else. And then God gives us provision in our life to fulfill the needs and the desires of our life. But God is so good to say, hey, I supply you for things to bless the kingdom of God, and I supply you for things to make sure that all of your needs are taken care of. So as you are worshiping God today, this is our act of worship. At City Place Church, we bring God our tithe, which is the first 10% of the increase of our life, and we bring Him an offering. And so as the Lord is speaking to you today, just know that any act of worship, God's going to respond to. So let's get ready to pray. And then I know that you're going to have a phenomenal week this week. Father, we thank you for all that you said today as we're leaning in together. Thank you that you're finishing what you started. And Father, I just pray that as those that said yes to you walk out their relationship with you, God, let them know that they, they are a part of a community that's cheering them on. Bless every bit of our giving today. Thank you that it is an act of worship and that we get to make an impact into our community, our world. We're so grateful. Bless our week. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Have a good week. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And you can share with your friends. Take a screenshot, post on your social media stories, and tag us at City Place Church.